0: Hey guys, I've been trialing some revolutionary new swim tech, and now you can get your hands on it too. This is EO Swim Better, a swimming evolution in the palm of your hands. Improve your technique with EO Swim Better. Analyze your stroke technique with EO's Swim Better handset. Go to eolab.com, use code BRETT at checkout and save 10%. We individualize training in the pool, so why not individualize your nutrition? Erica Biney of Binney Wellness Building will help you and your swimmers get exactly what each athlete needs through genetic testing and personalized nutrition plans. So stop guessing what you should and shouldn't be putting into your body. Athletes within a few weeks have noticed they're recovering faster because they're fueling their body with what they need and staying away from what their body hates. Erica understands swimming. She gets it. She's worked with over 20 Olympians, including the fastest man in the world, Caleb Dressel. Group discounts are available, so go to Biney Wellness Building and get in touch with Erica today. That's Biney, B-E-I-N-E, wellnessbuilding.net. All right, here we are, mate. Cam McAvoy sitting with uh, my good friend, Michael Clements. Michael's 46th birthday today, Cam. Yeah, you. Happy <laughs> birthday!
1: Thanks for uh, taking time out of your day on your birthday to do this,
2: mate. This is a very special one, especially to join Brett and yourself. And um, obviously, I've been a big fan of yours and watching, you know, what you've what you've gone through and where you are now. So really excited to hear what you've got to share with us. So um, yeah, get yeah. yeah, stuck into it. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, like just from my perspective, Cam. I want you to know, like, look, you know, there there was a time where I was the fastest swimmer from one end of the pool to the other in Australia, and, and I was very proud of that. And there was a time where he was the fastest swimmer in, in, in the in the history of the world in the 100 freestyle, right? So, like, him and I both have had moments where we've, we've been that person in Australia. Um, but today, we're kind of coming at this as, as fans of yours, man. Like, we're just so... Like, Michael and I have had so many conversations about you just privately, <laughs> so it's like... We're just we're just fans, and what you've done, and how you're doing it. Um, I just wanted you to know that, man.
1: Thank you, appreciate that a lot, actually. And I mean, as you know, because you have been where I am right now, in the sense where, um, like, currently, I'm I'm living the current reality of 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 this Aussie swim team, all that type of stuff. But I'm walking in the steps of those who came before me, and and you guys paved that pathway um there's almost like that non-genetic ancestry that you kind of follow along you adapt on yourself and you you take that forward too so yeah. uh yeah i mean it couldn't have did the the long chain of aussie swimmers it, it couldn't have couldn't have been paid without those who came before
0: yeah yeah yeah. and no, absolutely well said there's a yeah, lot of people absolutely. that came before us yeah. and then and then many that came after as well you know we 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 think of an Eamon Sullivan, Eamon Eamon kind of like was guided by Michael at at a period of time too, and then went on to do his thing. So so, yeah, yeah, long, long list of Aussie sprinters. Uh, I mean, mean, Kyle Chalmers is doing a a brilliant job himself in in the 100 as well right now. Like what a, what a swim he had as well. So to to see both you guys at the same time, you dominating the 50, him dominating the 100 the way you did is a, is a really proud moment for us, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously you know, for for Kyle again to to win that hundred, which you, the only major he hasn't won, and and then yourself to you know to to come back like you have, it was uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you kept us busy on the phone, that's for sure. So um, yeah. But yeah, pretty. Um, so yeah, obviously this is a um, a monumental year, and it'll be uh, interesting to see how you how you're approaching it, and and yeah. you want to see how you how you've managed to come to where you are now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, the beauty in it too, as well, is like men's freestyle in Oz is is on fire right now. Like you got me in the fifty, Kyle in the hundred. You got Shorty winning the four hundred in a three forty, mm. which is insane. You've got yeah, Lige, you got Large world champ last year, so the depth is there, which is uh, yeah, unreal. Um, and mm. then you've got Shorty medaling in the eight, the fifteen, in in historic times too. You've got the Aussie men's four by one with the gold medal mm. again been yeah. 12 years since we won that mm. um and then yeah you don't, don't need to say it, but the women's side is obviously on fire they've been on fire for a long time now but it's really good to see the men the men's freestyle and Oz do what it what it's mm-hmm. doing right now
0: yeah
2: actually yeah. Cam can I ask you because it on. sounds like um you know it sounds like you like you contribute a lot of your current success and where you are you know to to this to the team to the audition team and we obviously fed off that when we were on the team and you know something like to thorpy and hacky and mm. susie and you know when there was success in the team it bred success and how your your kind of your journey you know first of all why you walked away and then um and then obviously coming back how much did that team environment and what type of team environment helped you to get back to where you are now well it's
1: like a it's like a field phenomenon i i was Talking about that over there um, where day one happens and I, I think we won four of the five gold medals. Uh, we had a world record in the women's 400. We had Shorty going 340. Uh, we had the, the women's 4x1 free break the world record again and then the men's 4x1 step up and get a the, the gold medal after 12 years. And that type of opening night just uh, virtually sets the scene and, and the ball starts rolling. And uh, like, like I said, you, you kind of – you, you lock into that momentum, uh, that kind of energy that's around the team. And, and it makes it that little bit easier to to know that uh, so many people have been behind the blocks at the Worlds this year. They, they were able to step up, do what they needed to do. And you you spend, what, three-ish weeks with them beforehand. You see them, mm-hmm. uh, that they're very human side. Um, so you, you see them go from... Just being very normal people doing their own training sessions, preparing for it to do an incredible stuff behind the blocks, and it, uh, it it makes you back yourself a lot more. You you feel like uh, mm. you, you've watched these people go from here to here, and you back yourself that you can do exactly that as well. And mm. yeah. what fifty three was day day seven day mm-hmm. yeah day seven. So I mean, I had a whole week of watching them do some pretty incredible stuff. So it's definitely something that that you can lock into and 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 carry forward.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was a memorable uh, you know, seven, eight days of swimming, mate. It was it was just crazy. And and like you said, that day one, I, I was having flashbacks to day one in Sydney two thousand when, yeah. when Thorpe did what he did in the four hundred, and then Michael and those guys, Michael came out, broke the world record, leading off the relay, and then that relay went. It was just very reminiscent of that moment. I was having flashbacks to that. So knowing kind of what I went through there, just watching them do that and then and I was sitting around for seven days waiting for the 53 too. So just just in terms of that, I know, I know you had the fifty-fly, um, but like you, you know, your focus was the fifty-three. Is it is it difficult in that circumstance to like really enjoy that moment, but know that you've got to keep your focus and keep your energy levels for those those seven days, right?
1: Yeah, man, it it sucks. Uh, that was the first time I've had to wait mm-hmm. that far into the competition. For, for, for my main event, um, like I, uh, every other year, it's been day one, four by one free, moving to the hundred free and so forth. But that was the first time barring the, the 50 fly that I had to wait so long. Um, mm-hmm. I remember the day two, the morning of day two, after the night of day one, being in the stands, watching everything, um, I, I was exhausted in a sense. Like I, you were on such a high watching the team do, do incredible stuff. Uh, You go to bed, it's the first night in that type of atmosphere, and you wake up and you're you're pretty tired. But, um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't – I definitely prefer to race a lot more during the week, but that's Mm -hmm. just how it is right now. Um, I I don't know how Ben's done it for the last, what, decade or so, waiting until, Mm -hmm. uh, what, day Day six, day seven, day eight. But um, Mm -hmm. it's definitely a skill in and of itself. Um, Yeah being able to manage the energy levels through that, manage mm. what you need to do in the water, the type of speeds you want to hit in preparation for that, right. uh, but also be very calm in the lead up to it. Um, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I, like I'd say, I was, I was probably most nervous before the heat as opposed to the semi and final, probably right. because of that long lead up to it.
0: Right. Mm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Understandable. I've, I've been there, mate. I, I, I know that feeling of sitting around and waiting mm. and, and that nervousness for, for that for that first hit out, but um, I do want to go back a sec. So Michael's going to kind of touch on yeah. some, some earlier stuff.
2: Mate, look, I, obviously we'll come back to, we'll come back to the, your, your great week of, of swimming, mm. but I, I sort of want to, you know, take take you back to and find out, you know, why you actually walked away from, from swimming for over a year and, you know, what led to that decision and then what ultimately brought you back mm. as well. And then I guess what um, motivated kind of this change, change in identity, change Mm. in events, change Mm. in mindset. Yeah, yeah, just talk us a little bit about, Mm. yeah, that that kind of transition and then the comeback. Mm.
1: So for that, uh, probably have to go back to, say, COVID 2020 uh, in Mm. March when things went into lockdown. Um, That was the first time I've had longer than roughly three weeks off in, in 18 years, um, mm-hmm. from when I was about nine, uh, at Miami, um, i probably have, I, I had, yeah, pretty much three weeks off a year, year in, year out. And so that COVID break was the first exposure to, I think I had seven months in total out of the water then. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously prior to that, probably from 2017, each year, uh, progressively, I got slower in my, in my racing. Um, I was putting in, I guess, what you'd call overall more and more work, more and more volume. Um, I was, I felt like I was trying to turn heaven and earth, trying to figure out maybe what's going on outside of the pool is, is uh, affecting that. Maybe the sleep, maybe the nutrition, all that type of stuff. Uh, Mobility. uh, I went through phases where um, on top of the 10 swim three gym, I was going to basically like a, a yoga session every night. I went, went like 31 yoga sessions in 30 days, just trying to get huh. an impact on that mobility, trying to, to just wow. shift things and try to get things to realign again. Um, but yeah, I mean, the more, the more I voluntarily tried to dive into just the seasonal program and everything that, that was given to me. Uh, with respect to the 50 and the 100, the the worse it got uh, as I got older, and and so like there's only so many years you can take where you you you're rocking up to 9, 10 swim sessions a week, you're doing uh, in that phase anywhere between 30 to 50k a week, three gym year in year out, and and you're getting progressively slower every year. So from a mental point of view, um, it, it it absolutely sucked. It was it, it's tough to do that. Uh, it's tough to spend so much time, uh, not only going through all of that work, but really, really wanting to rectify it. The way my my character, my, the way my head works, is just constantly trying to figure out uh, mm. why it's happening, mm. new ways to kind of get around it, to realign everything. Um, that the added difficulty to that was uh, like I've I've always had, I guess my ideas of different ways to train um, different things I wanted to experiment with and and work on. Um, And that was, there was never any space for me to, to, I guess, not only develop that, but have the space to to execute it, see, see what would happen. Um, And so yeah, COVID came around and, and I was just extremely burnt out. Um, I think swimming came back probably in australia i think four ish four or five months after the the march lockdown but um i immediately didn't want to go back i was extending that off um yeah. in that period i actually got into just normal gym um when that started i was 72 71 72 kilos in march and when i came back in uh, late october i'd hit 81 um, but the gym I was doing, it was just like your normal, I guess, vanity gym. It was like one day would be uh biceps and back, the next day triceps and legs, and like, just yeah, doing, uh, yeah,
2: yeah we know all about that. Well, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, was going, I was going for that physique. Um, <laughs> like you've seen photos of me during pre 2020, like I was, I was a stick. Um, uh, yeah. just the amount of, I guess, aerobic loading, uh, I guess maybe my genetic makeup, I just found it really difficult to put on any muscle while maintaining the overall workload. Um, mm. And so, yeah, in that 2020 break, it was, it was starting to get too late into 2020 where if I wanted to make an attempt at Tokyo, I had to start to go back um, pretty, pretty soon. Uh, and so mentally I wasn't really ready to, to get back in and, and go through the process, but I really wanted to, to try and qualify. Um, and so really what was the, uh, the, the Kickstarter for that was Dave Morgan, who I was training with at the time. Um, I think he dropped like a 23, two or something in, in training and it was a pool record, uh, at that time. And he told me about it. Uh, I'd put on what, eight, 10 kilos of muscle. Um, and basically my, my competitive side came out and I was like, all right, I'll try beat that now um and so i did a did a dry land warm-up didn't get in the water put my suit on dave was there timing uh we filmed it as well so we could send it off to um uh tom V and 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 nezzy at the time to get a proper time um and my first strokes back from seven months off was a 53 and i went 22 8 um Ooh. and to put that into comparison in february in 2020 just before the COVID break at vic states what we're almost three quarters of the way through our olympic prep and i went 23-0 at vic states after like mm. training the house down in the sense of volume and so mm, yeah. 0.2 from doing absolutely nothing in the water just gym um and that was kind of the first insight as to okay um there's something interesting here i really want to figure it out um Let's see what happens. And what happened after that was I went to Nezzy, went back into the water, uh, and up until Queensland State in December that year, uh, I just trained three times a week. Uh, Every session was like 2, 3K. It was just, what, 20s, 30s, 40s. I was doing a lot of it with Grayson Bell there. Um, And within two months, I was 22-1, 49-1. I was virtually doing what I was doing in season uh, under the full workload, but I was doing relatively speaking nothing um in terms of volume but i was doing a, i was probably doing a lot more like race pace than than what i was before mm-hmm. um and after that queensland state um i guess uh people came up to me and were like okay you swam really quick of not doing much imagine if you took this speed now and you trained how you used to going into tokyo and i was pretty reluctant for that, uh, but for like four months up until April, uh, I, I went with it, uh, and then every month we had a comp, and each comp I got a little bit slower, a little bit slower, up until April where I went 23 0 and a 53 again, and I think like 50.8 and 103 at nationals. There, didn't even mm. make the final, um, which was just absolutely disheartening. Uh, yeah, it, it sucked, um, and so after April, um, basically kind of pivoted and tried to do try to go back a little bit closer to um i guess what i was doing at the end of 2020 um it ended up being kind of half that half other stuff uh which effectively kind of left me in no man's land in the sense of being properly prepared um but by the time uh olympic trials came around i got on the team um nothing flash in terms of times technically felt not great in the water Um, I was just very lucky to get on that team and then went through to Tokyo, didn't swim well and was just so burnt out. I was like, right, I'm going to have what, 12 months off. I'm just not going to think about swimming. I'm just going to go on, do my own thing, um, do whatever I feel like doing. And if, if I, if I get the need to want to come back into swimming in the future, I'll do that. If not, I'll just move on. Um, and so I had 12 months off from Tokyo pretty much. Um, after maybe like three, a couple of weeks of just doing really nothing, um, starting to get pretty bored, wanted to get moving and stuff again. So, uh, got back into gym, um, working on just strength and mobility and all that type of stuff, uh, got really heavy into rock climbing, um, which was fascinating that that world in and of itself is, um, yeah, very far removed from what I was used to with swimming uh, like I, I consider myself to be pretty, uh, I guess, pretty strong in in pulling move. Like like weighted to, weighted to pull ups. I've done swimming yeah. all my life. I walked into this this rock climbing gym and there's a calisthenics move called the front lever where you're holding onto the bar, straight arm, and you raise and get your body out flat like that. Mm. And uh, they were doing like that training session there. It was like a circuit thing. So I jumped along. That was one of the circuits and like for the life of me i couldn't even do it with legs fully tucked um up to my mm-hmm. chest fully mm-hmm. in a ball and then there's these guys who are they're shorter their their forearms are the same size as their biceps their sticks mm-hmm. and they're doing full front levers with with one finger each side
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it was a it was humbling very humbling and that was kind of the first w- one of the first insights to i guess what strength is and i guess the the ability to funnel strength into certain forms, certain movements, so to speak. Um, Mm -hmm. and so that opened my eyes up. I wanted to really learn, um, how they trained, why they were so good at what they did. Um, and then I, again, with that got really into rock climbing, um, and did that for a long time. Uh, and then after that, uh, January rolled around 2022, um and we put me and maddie put everything in storage from where we're living rented an rv and went on a four-week holiday down the east coast um just stopping off here and there we We're with um, my dog too that was yeah that was beautiful that was really nice <laughs> um got to sydney and we loved it so much we were there for three days and we thought okay uh, there's a really cool apartment in Balgalan in in the, in the uh, northern beaches We'll apply for it. If we get it, we'll move in. Um, If we don't, we'll just travel back to the Gold Coast, do what we're going to do. We ended up getting it. So we stayed in Sydney for eight months, um, which was awesome. It was that change of scenery was really good for the mental. Um, I worked at Anatomy in Motion, uh, AIM, in terms of gym. I was doing uh, a lot of work there under Vic Horsley uh, and the programming they do, which is fascinating. It's really well done um it was a mixture of kind of calisthenics gymnastics uh traditional lifting and i guess mobility and and, and flexibility um which was just yeah fascinating i, I, I learned a lot from from my time there continues
2: the just at this time were you thinking I'm gonna were you thinking about getting back to the pool or were you just thinking about just staying fit or you hadn't you weren't really had you didn't really have an idea about Mm. you know the future or did you already have you know a time frame in mind to to get back in the pool or were you just kind of pretty open with it so at first um it
1: was definitely uh I'm, I'm not looking to touch water anytime soon um but what I what I couldn't help myself from doing is even right from from when i was on the gold coast starting rock climbing and all that type of stuff uh anything i learned anything any new type of strength movement experience or anything like that i couldn't help but try and refer it back to swimming and what that Mm -hmm. would mean in the water what if i were to take that idea into training in free sprint freestyle what would that look in the water what would this type of approach look um I, i i couldn't drop almost like a, a the nagging need to want to relate it back to swimming. And I, I, I virtu- I've had that the whole 12 months when I was out. And um, as that kept going on and the more I learned, uh, that was definitely probably the biggest clue that um, I should, I definitely should get back into it when I'm ready, when I understand it more, when I know what I want to do. Um, and yeah, it, the whole year I, w- I was referring it back to what would this look like in the pool?
0: Former swimmers looking for a way to give back to the sport in New York City, reach out to Imagine Swimming. Since 2002, they've been the premier Learn to Swim school with international and American staff, including Olympic champions, Anthony Irvin and Eric Vent. Imagine Swimming offers infant to adult classes, plus competitive team options, water polo, and an artistic swimming club coached by an Olympic silver medalist. with flagship locations across Manhattan and Brooklyn, Imagine is always looking for the next generation of swimmers to pass on their knowledge and passion for swimming. For me as a sprint coach and somebody that dedicated their life to sprinting and, and trying to understand it, I feel like I have had an impact in in the way that we look at speed and the way that we consider it. But um, knowing, knowing you and what you've done and how you did, I think that 12 months for me as, as a, somebody that, um, truly appreciates speed. I think that 12 months of your expo- exploration is going to have a greater impact on the future of swimming than almost anything that we've seen previously in sprint. You know, the way that you're applying your intelligence and, and the basics of strength to what you're doing in the water, I, I personally think is going to revolutionize swimming, you know, and, um, I'm so excited about it. And you and I have had these conversations personally. of like, I, I don't have your intelligence. I mean, that's just the reality. You're a very, very smart man. You think about these things really well. And the way that you kind of piece this thing together and, uh, and applied it, like you said, over a 12-month period of like taking things and putting it all in this bucket and kind of figuring it all out, ultimately, I hope that that, that, that 12 months of work that you put together ultimately will be studied into the future and mm-hmm. tried to be understood by many, many people into the future mm-hmm. so that so that we can figure out well, well, what's the limits of speed in the water you know right, right now we're, we're stuck on 20.9 but for me i'm like we we should be thinking 19.9 you know what i mean and, and this is where i think this 12 months that you had this journey is going to really change the way we we train i think
2: yeah and for this thing to to your story cam it's you know, I think we can all relate where we've gone through tough periods in the sport. And, you know, again, like you, you mentioned, trying to repeat training sessions that you've mm. done in the past, compare your past times mm. and always benchmark against things that you've done before. And I think the fact that, um, yeah, I think the fact that it just proves how important our mindset and our you know, mental health is to to swimming well. Like mm. if you have the right and in- right intention and if you have you know if you're feeling happy and if you you know if you can be patient and take time off how important that is to swimming fast rather than just doing the 10 sessions the Mm -hmm. three gym and you know like it you just your first 50 back for example that's that's just perfect example so i think the the combination of you know accumulating this knowledge having the break refreshing your mind it's just you know that's that's what stands out to me, you know, and it's, and it's, yeah. and it's great. Cause some coaches are very reluctant to give swimmers breaks to yeah. go and, you know, find themselves. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, commendable to you and your team. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. Thanks.
1: And yeah, like I think, imagine, imagine you, so at, at that point in time, I'd been on the national team for a decade. Been swimming since I was five. I've been swimming in proper squads since I was 11 under Dennis um i spent a lot of time in sport and so i think like a way to imagine it is like imagine fresh out of uni uh you you get an entry-level job somewhere um you're starting to learn the ropes you're in that job for 10 15 years but if you're never given the the space or the freedom to professionally develop to move up to 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 be able to be more responsible over what you're doing to apply the things you're learning to what you're you're doing with your work try to expand what you're doing and all that uh if, if 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 it's the same for 10 15 20 years where you just rock up you do the same thing you go home uh like in swimming where over time if you if you don't have that evolution from say late teens early 20s into your mid to late 20s where you're 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 a pretty huge expert at what you do by the time you've been swimming that far. Uh, you've got so much knowledge about your own body, how you react to everything. If you get to the point where you're say 25, late 20s, and and you're still rocking up to training, just going through the conveyor belt, like like do it going through the motions and you just do what's on the board. You go home and that's it like there's only so much time you can do at that point it's like if you're in a job for 15 years doing the same thing without any ability to go up Mm -hmm. you'll hate it eventually you'll want to move on and find something
0: else yeah
2: yeah Yeah. i can completely relate i mean my Mm -hmm. my initial retirement my first one was the same same thing you know i I had injuries i tried to get back and when you know i tried to compare all my test sets to you know previous sessions and um, and then the, kind of the, when the times didn't match up and you couldn't perform and the frustration in me mm. kind of just grew and grew. And I started resenting the sport, resenting all this hard work that I've done previously. Mm. And, it, and it actually, yeah, I mean, I, I made a very quick decision to retire. But it's, you know, in, in hindsight, the way you've done it, you know, being able to walk away and learn and then come back is obviously much, we're, we're glad, we're glad you did. It. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's, it should be, uh, yeah, it's, you know, some great lessons from this. So. Well, I
0: think in this time too, Cam, not only did you start thinking and, and piecing it together in your own mind, but you started documenting some stuff too, right? Where you where you started to put kind of some hypothesis together during this period, is that right?
1: Yeah, like I, I was, so I, when it got towards the end of that 12 months, um I had a lot of ideas and it was just real scattered. So I just uh, attempted to put my thoughts coherently together. Uh, One of the very, I guess, early pieces of that I sent off to you. Um, It's definitely like moved on since then as well. Um, But yeah, I I pretty much, I got, got to the point where I think I had covered such a wide range of things outside of swimming that I thought were still in a way related to the sport, just Mm. changing the context of, uh, that sport into swimming. Um, and yeah, like, I think it's, it's important. You almost need like a, like a, like you have models of, of track and field. You have models of swimming, you have models of weightlifting, gym, all that type of stuff. Every sport has their own philosophy, I guess. And it's almost like getting like a, like a meta model of models. So it's like, you can look at one. Sport. You can look at the context of that sport. You know, Elon
2: Musk over here. Yeah. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna lose half the crowd here, man. We're, we're, <laughs> <I've> lost. <laughs> nah, we lost. Just keep going. We're just saying that your, yeah. you know, your intelligence and insight into swimming it's yeah. just phenomenal. You know, like it's uh, no. I don't think anyone in in our sport puts that much thought in and detail into what we do so it's we i just <laughs> it's, been, it's been a lot of
1: fun it's been a lot of fun but <laughs> yeah. like okay so effectively it's like you have you have say track and then you have swimming um they're both different sports different philosophies but uh like at, at the surface level but then at the deeper structure it's really it's it's human movement within a, a movement context within mm. uh the the act of running or the act of swimming and uh, I think on the surface you can you can see a lot of differences but if you get down into kind of the deeper structure stuff um, you can you can see a lot of similarities and you can you can kind of transfer what one sport has developed really well and apply it to another um, you can do the same for say weightlifting and bring it over and yeah it's basically it's like being able to syncretize between between all the different sports and kind of mm. seeing seeing the similarities of the deeper structure of, of really it's just human body moving through certain shape at at with a given goal like getting from a to b as fast as you can for example um mm-hmm. so yeah it was, yeah it, it's it's fascinating um and I've, I've just had the time of my life figuring it like diving yeah. into it really
2: yeah so insane, that cam let's let's um you know, let's, let's kind of bring it to the present moment. Like what is in, in a broad sense, don't, you know, um, don't have to go into too much detail, but how, how does your training kind of look, look like at the moment? And what is, you, you know, your, uh, your principles that you work around with?
1: So I've got an answer, um, that Hawkeys put out a while ago that I did while still in Sydney, um, did on any questions. It was kind of the the breaking down of pretty much what what speed is in in swimming and like you've got you've got your um, metabolic energy systems you've got your force output you've got your power you've got your technique and then all of that together kind of feeds into being able to go from a to b as fast as you can um and it's pretty much breaking it down into that you you can you can then look at each one of those levels and they're all just different ways of describing the same thing which is just moving through water mm-hmm. um and so i try and not only just I, I think at least in from my experience the large majority of viewpoint in swimming is to look at the metabolic level uh and there's a lot of um focus on that for for good reason too uh but i think with myself at speed taking or stepping out of that and kind of moving up that that chain looking at say the 50 freestyle as a like a strength-based skill for example something like a
0: Mm.
1: akin to to gymnasts on the rings for for 20 seconds doing particular movements they've got to exert unreal amounts of strength but through a particular shape a a particular technique it's the Mm. same thing it's just uh cyclic and swimming with freestyles you have a shape in the water and it's just being able to Uh, have as much strength as you can exerted through the right shape. Uh, And Mm then in in swimming, it's more important to have that shape there uh, perfectly because of the the drag factors. It's it's a different medium. You water, like you slow down a lot more if if your technique shit in a sense. And Mm -hmm. so basically um, yeah, for speed, it's looking at it from as a strength-based skill. Um, So how can I improve my overall strength? How can I improve my strength? in my particular stroke, in freestyle, in the water? Uh, and then after I have developed strength through through resistance training and all that type of stuff, how do I then feed that back into being able to have that strength at a, at a, at a body weight perspective? So that when I get up behind the blocks, when I'm fully peaked, I dive in and everything's just really well aligned at, at whatever is needed to move the body through the water as fast as I can, as strong as I can, in the in the best shape i can because like you could be you could be the fittest person in the world and swimming your metabolic capacities could be through the roof uh you could be extremely strong you could be jacked but all of that eventually has to be fed through the technique in the water that's the that's that's a window that all of that capacity can be fed and so if you're limited with your technique then like arbitrarily like you could have a massive capacity, but only five percent gets through in the twenty-one mm. seconds of the free, mm. and so um, and that explains why you have such wildly different. Uh, I mean, probably not so much fifty, but hundred-meter swimmers. You've got your tall, skinny guys like David. You've got forty-six-nine from Elaine Bernard, um, and and they all have roughly the same time, but they approach it in very different ways. And so, yeah, it's mm. just kind of looking at it through that perspective.
0: Yeah, a Cam has. As a 100 guy previously, I, I think, I mean, you swam the 200 obviously very well as well, but I think most people would identify you as kind of the, as a 100 swimmer. That, that 47 one you did, I think, is, is, would go down as one of the greatest swims in history. It was just, it was a beautiful swim. I think everybody can agree on that. Why didn't you look at this comeback as applying some of this knowledge to the 100 as opposed to the 50? What was the choice between the 50?
1: Uh, well, I, I really want to. Um, the, so the initial plan was uh, spend this first year on the 50. Um, in, my, in my head, I just wanted to get as deep into the 21 seconds as I can. When I started, um, it had been four years since I'd gone 21 in 2019. Um, and, yeah, it was really just – I thought it, it was much better to get speed first uh, mm-hmm. with Paris in mind. And then develop the conditioning around that speed um, in pretty much from now, leading into Paris. Um, but because the fifty uh, surpassed pretty much what what me and Tim were expecting, uh, and, and yeah, because it went so I went twenty one zero, it's like okay, um, I've done nine months of this type of work. Imagine what another twelve months of doing this type of work will will get me to if I can if I can do things right if I can compound the type of training I've already done um, and kind of pivot where I need to be reactionary in terms of how my body's responding to this type of stuff as I go through uh, and really nail another good year. It's like, where could that go? Um, Mm. And then on the other hand, it's like, if I wanted to try and see where I would be for the hundred, then how would that affect my 50? Um, Maybe, maybe my hundred gets pretty decent. Again, I, I go 47 again, um, but my fifty drops back to a twenty-one-six or something like that, and then so I, I could make two Olympic finals, but I could be fifth, sixth, seventh, or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or I would double down on a fifty-three, still race the hundred, just wherever that lands, it, it'll be um, if it's good enough to help the boys out in the relay in a heat, maybe or, or whatever it may be. Um, that's great, but try and nail the fifty-three and and just see where it goes.
0: Yeah, 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 mate, I I love it. Listen, with twenty one o speed, I, I would think that you could turn around and at least get to the 80-meter mark. It's pretty scary. It's scary
2: and exciting, you know? For, <laughs> as in, like, scary how fast potentially this could be and also yeah. um, and exciting for us Aussies and yourself, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, did you have any doubts in, in, in this process? Like, in the last, yeah. say, nine months, we where you sort of just, like you said, you doubled down on the 50, yeah. you know, and you obviously had the 100, 200 background, you swam amazing 200s as well. Um, did, you know, did, at any pro- time, did you sort of doubt it or were you like all in?
1: Um, so, I, yeah, when I started up until, so I got back in the water first week of October, um, as in doing this type of, of approach. I was doing a little bit of swimming before that, um, but it was pretty scattered. Um, so October started back. Mindset was 50 and 100, but let's get the speed first. Um, two months within two months, I, I hit that 22 at Queensland State and 49 two in the 100. Um, that was a good sign, especially the 50, because I was 22 three in Tokyo after the, the prep I did there. And then 12 months off, eight weeks back, I was already quicker. Um, mm-hmm. so that was a good sign for the 50. The 100 was, um, standard in a sense like I, i'd done that before in the same approach like eight weeks back after mm. the seven months off in in the covid year um and then two months later uh i was really fatigued i'd done a lot of resistance volume um had that type of the same same type of like neural fatigue physical mm. fatigue you get from doing a lot of gym but it was just water-based um and i was able to repeat the 22 um in yeah much less favorable conditions in a sense so yeah. that point it was like right okay if i'm that fatigued and i'm hitting 22 then i'm definitely pretty pretty comfortably within the high 21s um and that was pretty much the point when i was like okay uh like do we do we continue this 50 100 stuff or do we double down on the 50 uh, a month later raced again in march in sydney uh, went 22 again with more compounded uh, fatigue and the hundred just didn't feel right in a sense. Um, and mm-hmm. so, yeah, effectively pretty much after that, we we're like, right, we'll go risk re- uh, after that. So yeah, pretty much from March it was um, doubling down on, on the 50. The one time that I started to go, oh shit, like maybe this, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just stuck at 22 or something like that was, uh, by the time I got to May, the Sydney Open, uh, when I went 21, eight for, uh, 21 for the first time since 2019, the week before that, I was just swimming horrendously in the water. Um, like I, I'd be doing like dive 25s, dive 35s, and I'd be, I'd be like 22 high pace in a sense. Um, which, yeah, that was, the, that was the point where I was like, right, okay, um, maybe this isn't the, the best approach, so to speak. Um, but then in hindsight, that, that was just when I was at my the peak of the the, the, the fatigue of the whole season kind of adding up. Um, so, yeah, I had a little bit of doubts as, as I went through, but um, probably not as much as I would have originally thought.
0: Yeah. Mate, you mentioned earlier um, Tim Lane, and, and I know the impact that he's had and guidance he's had with you, and, and a lot of that is basically, um, you know, identifying as someone who's part of your team, but allowing you to be, um, you know, the person that, that is guiding the program and him being a mentor to it. And, and you know, he's obviously your coach in the sense of uh, what you're doing in the pool, but it's, it's a different type of relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're a mature athlete who's got your own thoughts and ideas and, and plan on what you want to do. How, how do you guys work together um, to accomplish that, that goal?
1: So it's, it's extremely collaborative in the sense where um, I came to him, uh, I had my ideas of what I wanted to do. And really, I was just looking for, for the space and the freedom uh, and the assistance to be able to, to, to do them, see where they went. Um, and so Tim was by, by far the, the best place for that. Bobby Hurley put me in touch with him. Um, who I'm really thankful for Um, and how we work is pretty much uh, I'll have my ideas I'll have the the upcoming block uh, upcoming week um, have that in my head or write it down we'll meet up we'll we'll go over it Tim's got deep knowledge um, from his what eight plus years or something in in the US Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of it was uh, access to resistance training very new stuff uh, from an Australian perspective, very new stuff. Um, and his knowledge on that type of stuff went, went a long way. And so, um, I'll, I'll be like, look, this is what I want to do. Um, this is what it looks like. He'll, he'll say, okay, what if we tweak this? What if we did that? Um, or he'll be like, yeah, that's it. Let's go. Um, and then as we go along, he keeps an eye out on energy levels, technique, how I'm responding. And then he can, he can really guide, um, the pathway through like a whole block in that sense. Um, and then, like you said as well, just the the, the psychological guidance in in just well being in and out of the pool. Uh, where I was when I first came to him compared to where we where he where he helped me get to. Even before all uh, any of the twenty ones, even just throughout the season when we were just having the time of our lives, just creating something and seeing if it works, and and then tweaking it and moving on from there. Um, it, it's it's gone a long way and he's he's definitely got a really really good ability to understand i guess how i operate understand what's best for me and and, and when i'm mm. kind of peering off from that um and this season and the end results would be absolutely different if he if he wasn't involved in it in any way
2: mm, yeah um i mean we can relate we both had an amazing trainer and Jeremy Oliver and also one of the uh and you know from that point of view someone who can think outside of the square which then um but I wanted to know like did you have any I wouldn't say I get I guess resistance yeah. or any questions from within the coaching community or yeah. I mean I know Brian Taylor's very accepting of of you know forward thinking athletes and yeah. but was there any um you know how did you feel that there was you know did you feel like you were supported uh
1: from a from a face-to-face point of view i didn't come across anything but i definitely heard that the the general viewpoint was effectively i've chosen this method because i didn't i didn't want to do the k's anymore i didn't want to do the work and so mm-hmm. i was just trying to find a shortcut around um and um, among among other viewpoints as well um row so i do a lot of my sessions at it um qas at technical pool here in brisbane uh the the swimming australia officers are right there so roe was dropping in periodically um checking up with how things were going asking kind of the process of things right from from pretty much the beginning so um he was really good in that type of stuff and and he was just like right you do you uh see where it goes um i'll back you whatever the whatever the outcome is it is and yeah, we'll just see what happens. So that was really good. Um, in terms of finding the, the, the space for being able to do this approach and, and to have the freedom to do it the way that, that me and Tim have been able to do that would have been tough if Tim wasn't there. I don't think there would have been many places in Australia uh, that would have been as, as accommodating. Um, but yeah, I, I think ultimately, despite all of that stuff, uh, being where I am right now. Um, uh, and, and like I said, even before the end results at Worlds and at trials, just the, the change in my relationship to the sport just grew so much to the point where it almost didn't matter if it didn't work out. It was like, right. If I do this, if it doesn't work out great, I've got closure. Uh, my ideas they were just kind of, they were there. Didn't, didn't matter. It was good that I got to do it. I can cross that off. I can move on now. Um, in a way it's good for the sport. I can let people know, right, this approach doesn't work. You don't need to do that. Um, or on the other hand, if things did work well, then it's like, right, cool. Uh, we had the ideas, we did it well. Things worked out really well. And now let's see where we take it. And so regardless of the outcome, I was just in a, a much better position uh, with my relationship to the sport. And mm. yeah, that, that just goes a long way from from the rest of my career and, and beyond as well. Because there's so many... I hear so many stories of of swimmers who, who retire, they move on and they just hate the sight of a swimming pool. Mm. And it's, it's, it's a shame because swimming is such a huge part of everyone's identity at at an early age in their life. And it's almost like a part of their, like their personal myth in a sense of their, of their life, that through line of what makes them them. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, it's just, it's a privilege to be able to have uh, reconciled that.
0: Yeah. You know, you know what gets me, mate, is like, you know, there's a very famous set that, that we all know and, and have all done, quite honestly. It's, a, it's 3100. It's right on 130. One of the most famous sets in swimming. And uh, I, I think it was probably established somewhere in the early 90s, you know. Yeah, yeah, sure. um, I'm not exactly sure who came up with the workout, but it, it's a very famous workout. It's still repeated to this day on a weekly basis. We're talking 30 years on, Cam. And people are doing 3,100s on 130, just recycled garbage over 30 years. I mean, and that's the that's the most famous sentence. From so, oh, you do that. Oh, let me do that. Let me do that. Let, let me do it better. Let me do it harder. Let me do it more often. And it's just this crap idea of just beat down, beat down, beat down, that we just pass on this knowledge of like, hey, I did that. You should do that. And and the thing that I'm loving about what you're doing and 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 kind of exploring is like, we've got to be better than that. Like, we've got to move beyond that. Mm. We've got to look at things differently. We can't just be doing the same. It's To me, it's like grabbing someone by the hair, and that's not good for us because we don't have any. <laughs> but if I was to grab you by the hair and just beat your head up against the wall and say, uh, you know, I hope we get a different result this time, you know, it's like, yeah. that's what we're doing in swimming really, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I mean, for, definitely for the 50, maybe for the 100, um, who knows beyond, but it, it, it just doesn't make sense. Like, you... Yeah. Think of a a traditional 20, 30, 40K per week season, especially if you're, let's say just a 50 free, you're doing 30K a week. Um, You spend, say you have 11 month season, you spend 10 10 months in one week doing your general aerobic prep. You do your speed work here and there. You do your threshold. You do your 100 pace for over swimming, your 200 pace. Mm-hmm. um you spend most of the year doing so much volume but if you were to calculate the total volume of the actual 50 meter race speed that you get and hit throughout mm-hmm. that period it's mm-hmm. probably it, it it could be zero in that sense with, with without exaggerating if, like if you're wanting to go sub 21.5 and you're you're hitting 30k a week it's probably not likely you're hitting what you would split at the 35 at the 40 meter mark for a 21 five in training under that load and so you go through your whole year you do this type of great general prep to be really good at doing 30k a week and then you get to taper and it's the first time in 10 months that you're actually able to hit the intensities and the race speed that you want to do in a race which is great but that's the first time you've hit that in in 11 months which means that it's not really a taper it becomes a new training stimulus and so you go into the the world champs the olympics or the trials or whatever and you're not peaking off a block of of race speed work that you've done you're going Mm. in under a new training load that's different that's higher intensities you've never hit before and so your body has to adapt to that before it actually gets to race and kind of slingshot yeah. out of that and go better yeah. and so yeah. if that's not long enough as well then you get up behind the blocks and you're just kind of in no man's land,
2: in a sense yeah. yeah tired of settling for less than the best with your team's dryland program swim strong dryland is the answer you've been looking for with world-class dryland programming for every age group customized to fit your team's needs nutritional coaching and education centered on the latest evidence-based research leadership training and character development to promote an athlete-driven culture sports psychology, education, and mental skills training, coaches' corners to promote collaboration, data-driven performance analysis, and an unrivaled family of athletes, coaches, and teams, fast swimming starts here. Look, I think it's obviously, I mean, this relates to why, you know, people that race a lot, you know, mm. in constant races, uh, do so well because it, it you know, it, it, well, it multiplies that volume of, you know, of that, you know, top-end speed, you know, it's basically the best type of training, which, um, you know, is, is been proven. But, um, like I wanted you to kind of dismiss this myth that has been going around. That, mm. uh, while well, we've heard whispers, that people have been saying that you're, you know, it, you're swimming so well because of your background of the 100 and 200 and the great work that you've done, and, mm. um, You know, so we just wanted to hear from from your mouth. (laughs) You can dismiss Uh, that myth. I
1: mean, it it doesn't make sense because a very common thing that gets thrown around is if you have a week out of the water, it takes, what is it, two weeks to get back to it or something like that. Mm. Uh, Who knows how long that's been around for. But I mean, I, I had 12 months out of the water. Um, going into this season, so under that idea, I would have been insanely detrained. So a lot of that <laughs> wouldn't really be there at all. Um, even if you go back through the COVID period, so really, I hadn't, re- I haven't really done too much traditional aerobic stuff since March 2020. So it's been a long time out of that. Um, the The only thing I can think of that I could maybe say that type of work helped was that I just had a lot of exposure to doing freestyle. So I had more time to develop what I think would be a good technique. But even in that, the the volume that I've done over my life re- at all speeds relative to what I did at 50 meter speed is so much larger than 50 meter speed that the technique I did with the 50 was just mm-hmm. overshadowed and, and lost in all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I probably wouldn't even go as far to say as that helped. Um, I I do definitely would have an increased capacity from a metabolic point of view from so many years of doing that type of stuff that could help in this type of training in terms of uh, recovery between session Mm -hmm. to session, but Mm -hmm. that has absolutely no impact on my ability to go uh, a 21.5 split to the 35, six times in training or someone like that, like Mm -hmm. to actually hit the 50 meter speeds that I want to hit in training um Mm. yeah it's you're comparing apples and oranges it's just like actually
2: yeah yeah track cycling is a a great example you know they're uh their sprinters on the track they Mm. would warm up for two to three hours to do two sprints at race pace Mm. you know and it's and i've seen them do it and it's it's and the process they go through to mimic their race conditions just for two
0: yeah no I, i had the same experience with maurice green a good friend of mine, John Stephenson, I went to visit him at UCLA, and he was training with Maurice Green after he'd won the, the 100 in, in Sydney 2000. We went there for a week, and that changed my perspective on, on sprinting completely. You know, um, what I saw him do, he basically, he'd come into uh, he'd come into the gym, they'd lift for an hour and a half, then he'd go to the track, and they'd, they'd loosen up for about 45 minutes, and then like you said, they'd just run race-paced sprints, you know, Four or five of them, and then cool down. So they had they had like a three-hour workout, you know, beautiful um, work in the gym, translating it over to the to the track, and they they did that five times a week. That's all they did, you know, five five sessions a week, and then Saturdays was an active recovery. Sunday was a was a passive resting recovery, and then they come back and do that that cycle again. Mm. And and these guys were just hitting race paces in practice like I'd never seen before, mm. just speeds at you know, lightning speed. And, and it's, it's similar to what, you, you know, the philosophy is of, of like hitting specific paces in practice, right? Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like this whole, the last nine months I've done by far the lowest overall volume I've ever done, but probably at the same time, I've done by far the largest overall race pace speed that I've done.
0: Mm.
1: Um, and so it, it, it's, it's, it's just that um, idea of specificity and, and time within mm. that. And, even from a technical point of view, which in swimming is so important because of the medium we're in and everything. I, like I believe you can't work on technique unless you're actually at the race speeds you're doing at that. Mm. Uh, like no drills, like the drill is literally just try and hit a 21.5 pace 30 or something like that or whatever, wherever you're at in the season. And the more exposure to that that you can uh, develop and, and, and take on board, the, the more you're going to improve at what you're doing. Uh, like like taking Usain Bolt for exa- for example, I know it's a you got the track running, you, you've got that impact to the ground and all that type of stuff. Um, but like what thirty k for swimming a week? That's three marathons worth of swimming. If you take the ten k, mm-hmm. uh, would, would Bolt be doing one hundred twenty k a week uh, while he's prepping for the two hundred for the hundred? If he's doing one hundred twenty k a week for what? If he did that for 15 years before he decided to do the 200 would people go oh yeah he only went 19 one because he did 120k a week for f- 15 years or is it because he did race pace and actual 200 work and, and proper sprint training afterwards so yeah, yeah i mean it, it's pretty it's did also did you feel
2: like obviously it's a different stimulus it's a little bit more neural you feel get a little bit more neural fatigue and um, did, you have, did your body have to adapt? To, uh, did it take a while to adapt to that? Obviously from going probably more strength and explosive based in the gym to then doing more explosive and strength based in the pool. That, that transition, yeah. how, how long did that take to, to sort of uh, adapt?
1: It, it took a little bit, but not as long as I thought. Um, my, f- my first resistance session that I did, I'd never done resistance properly at all in my, in my entire life. Um, And my first resistance session, I put two finesse shoots on the red and the blue. um, And it was just six Mm -hmm. five cycle sprints on like two or three minutes rest in between. Um, I wanted to do more, but I could only do six. And I just broke down. Um, I got out of the water. I went home and I, I had a two hour nap. I was so neurally fatigued. I don't nap ever usually as well. And so the first three or four weeks of doing this stuff, I'd finish my resistance session. I'd go home. And I'd have to sleep it off. Um, but starting at, say, six reps, six, yeah, reps of that, by the time I, that was October, by the time I got to January, February, it started to really be able to put a lot more volume on that. March, I really hammered the volume uh, on resistance there as well. And it really, it, you, you, the body adapts a lot faster than you expect. Um, and I'm, I'm like, I've been doing gym my whole life um it's an element of that so i've I've had a little bit of a training age in that sense um and i I like to look at resistance sprinting as a a, like a i guess a velocity based gym in the water in a sense um and so yeah it's 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 a lot quicker than than probably what you'd expect
0: yeah yeah cam i want to i appreciate this by the way you're digging deep into this stuff and look Look, look, To be fair, we're, we're an hour into this thing, and I think probably <laughs> a, a lot of people are like, "Where's the blueprint? Where's the blueprint?" I'm not. We're not given the blueprint. Like th- this is yours. We're we're a year out from Paris, man, and the you you've put in you know, like you said, over 15 years of work into being in a position now where you're the most dominant sprinter in the world, and not, you didn't you didn't win the world championship. You dominated the world championship, mm-hmm. and like you've earned that. And and for us to come in here and say, "Well, give us the blueprint," I just think is is wrong and selfish. We're not going to do that, but I appreciate you you digging deep into kind of, um, you know, what you are saying, what you are revealing. If, if you're smart enough and you're listening to this thing, there's so many things in here that you can take from this podcast and apply, you know, and then figure it out yourself. But the bottom line is what you're basically saying is, Hey, I didn't just do what I've always been doing. I've, I've tried something completely different and I'm having extreme success with it. Um, I do want to touch on the psychology a little bit because yeah. I think that's important too. You, you Look, we all hear rumors about ourselves and what, what we can and can't do and things like that. I think, I think the thing that was kind of circulating about you is that you couldn't win the big one, right? Like you couldn't, you couldn't finish the job under pressure. I mean, not only did you, did you do that, you dominated the world um, a few weeks ago. So it was like you went prelim semifinals, you got faster, faster, faster. And, and you win this thing by half a second. So just in terms of the psychology, how was that uh, for you to overcome as ba- well? Bouncing back from the
2: 50 fly mm. as well. Which, yeah. You know, I don't know how you felt about that. So yeah. just run us through the week quickly if you can. Yeah.
1: So 50 fly um, felt awesome swimming. Um, and then I had one of the world's worst touches. I pretty much literally finished like that. Yeah. Um, the only thing I could think of was because I'd, I'd watched the 0800 fly finish um, more times than I'd probably done uh, at speed fly finish. So mm-hmm. I was at that point and it was like, right, that's the only thought that went into my mind. Phelps did an extra stroke. I'll do it. Um, it was horrendous and put on a lot of time to what it would have been, uh, which was a shame because I was 0.04 off going into the semi, which would have been nice to do another swim. Uh, but we got the, the, the data back and up until the 45, I was pretty much – on the same pace as what I, what I did at the trials the, the five weeks before. So um, from a swimming point of view, it felt I was pretty confident because that hadn't changed. Um, and I was more confident because I'd done a lot more work on freestyle between trials and uh, worlds as well in terms of that final bit of prep. Uh, but in saying that, I was definitely most nervous um, going into the heat of the fifty. Um because I guess yeah the the, the trope the, the self-identi- self-identified belief of okay,' um, mm. it's been up at, up until that year from from Rio it's been pretty much every time I've gotten to that international stage it's been really hard for me to to get close to a PB, get close to what I did at the trials. Um, and so I was like, right, okay, everything is so wildly different this year. the approach is different. Uh, my mental headspace going into, worlds was very different my confidence and what i could do in the water was different but it was still it was still there it was, it was lingering as if like okay um what really is that so to speak mm-hmm. so um yeah most nervous for the heat got up uh, after my dive just locked into my stroke and and it just flowed real nicely felt real strong uh 21.3 which i was real happy about it was faster than my old pb quick as i've been internationally by half a second uh, and after that, it was, it was virtual. I just felt peace in a sense. Um, mm-hmm. I remember going into the, the semi just really peaceful with where I was at, really confident. Um, I think a lot of that was the confidence in just what my approach to training was. I'd done so much race pace over the last, the last year I've done uh, tons of, 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 under the microscope, uh, video analysis, electronic timing, 25s, 35s um, at, at varying levels of fatigue, freshness, preparedness. Um, and I was still able to hit X, Y times over and over again. So um, just the, the approach and, and I guess maybe just how I worked is having that volume of consistent, uh, I guess, success over the year within training. Um, just allowed me after that heat to just be very at peace with what I was doing and it was just all I had to do was dive in get into that that form of my stroke and just let it flow and and, and hold on to it and um, and yeah that's that's what the the, the, the semi was the final was uh, fantastic a little bit more nervous for the final because it's the final um, but yeah uh, it was just probably a product mostly of just how i operated over the last year it was very much in line with who i am as a person the the freedom of having the 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 control over what i was doing um the experimentation with what i was doing in the water as well and the, and the 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 fun and the journey that that was um and the times i was able to repeat throughout the year all of that just culminated after the heat to basically make make it feel like um it was just another another dive 25 at qas on
2: a monday Mm -hmm. yeah mate. it look i'm getting i'm getting chills Mm because i i can hear the kind of the excitement in your voice when you talk about Mm -hmm. you know your preparation and i can i can feel like you know you've got this really clear intention and when you set your piece at a swimming competition that's that's pretty rare Mm -hmm. you know to to be clear-minded standing you know standing behind the block so it's um yeah we're you know so many learnings from from today in in terms of uh, for, for everyone listening to you know try to find what works for you as an individual and i think that's that's you know we're all so different so you know you can i think being i think there's great there's some learnings that we we've had from like we said from 30 years 20 years ago but now you know, I'm excited about the future of our sport with innovation from people like yourself. So, uh, but like moving forward, is there anything that you'd want to, to change in the next preparation or you've, you've you know, some key kind of uh, data that's come back to you that you want to sort of implement or any drastic changes or just you've, you've got a plan you're going to stick to? Um. So,
1: so the nine months of this prep leading up to Worlds, the first few months of that was pretty much just let's try this type of uh resistance, let's try this type of uh session for a block for a week, see how I respond, kind of get an understanding of, of of all that. And then by the time I got to February, March, I started to settle in and get a really good understanding of what worked, what what still worked but wasn't as effective, or maybe might be better at a different point in time. Um, and so really from now into next year, it's just taking everything I've learned from all the different things we did and putting it together in a in a very nicely coherent year of work. Um mm. sort of compounds on top of each other and basically just try and um yeah, compound the the progress I made and, and see where that takes me. Um I'd like to get my dive a little bit quicker. Uh I was five twenty-two to the fifteen, um, which for me was only like 0.02 off the best dive I've ever done. Uh, but relative to the other guys, I think um ryan was 508 jordan 510 in that in that race alone i mean caleb's been 4.9 ben's been in the five 50s flo has been in the five 50s so I'd, I'd really like to get that down into the five one something um mm. and then yeah just compound what i'm doing um what i'll be i'll be 30 next year um which in some sense feels old but then like one of my favorite Stories and swimming it was Bren Hayden in, in in Tokyo. He had seven years Ooh. off. He was back for eighteen mm. months and he dropped a dropped a forty-seven-nine 38 leading off the relay. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was twenty-one in the fifty, and I mean he was training five times a week. He was doing it very mm. differently, um, and so I just see like that that age gap. That's that's nine years away as well. So it's a long mm. time. Um, I look at the the top times done say in track in the 200 and the two hundred and the four hundred. The the age bandwidth start it's like you got your early 20s but then you've got people michael jo- johnson i think got the 400 world record at 32 i think and then you've got people yeah, into their 30s posting mm. top times and i mean like if if you could if you compare athletics and swimming like with men we develop into our strength and peak into our strength into our 30s and right now we've only got guys in their 20s kind of doing pbs and, and freestyle except for outliers here and there but, like, swimming, freestyle, it's much more of a strength-based sport compared to athletics. Athletics is fast twitch. Uh, the ground contact times like, 0.1 of a second when their legs are striking. 53, we've got, like, half a second to pull in the water when we're at 60 stroke rate. And, like, well, that's, that's 5% more time to apply strength in the water in your stroke, which is puts you a little bit further up the force side of the force velocity curve. So if we're getting stronger into our 30s and the track guys are still able to do really good times in 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 their 30s late 20s then swimming should no doubt have people really up against their pbs doing best times into their late 20s into their 30s as well it just makes sense so yeah yeah, i'm just excited to see where it goes
2: Uh, yeah i've got one one little question that's probably more for the not i guess swimming fanatics and maybe not competitive swimmers and you know how do you like where not everyone has access to sports science and data and you know obviously you know you're at the top level but how can someone with you know say no someone wants to improve their general swimming or uh you know even at, at, at a junior level say implement some let's in a general sense you know combine say a theory with a, the way it feels and mm-hmm. how do you sort of try to you know they might be looking up to you and Saying I want to want to do something similar to, yeah. to what Cam is doing it is, you know, how can you know how can the uh, you know I guess people not at that, that that level as you sort of implement this sort of the science base and feel for the sport.
1: Um, effect like I'd say, figure out what your goal is. It's say let's just use the the fifty three for example. That's your goal. Really understand what the fifty three is. What you're doing with it and i mean at, at a simplest form try and do as much as you can as fast as you can under the constraints of the 50 free like mm-hmm. try and sprint as often as you can do your 25s do your 35s do all that 50s just repeat get as much volume as you can under that get stronger within the the stroke develop your technique um like for example uh this is just one small example of a lot of stuff you can do but you throw get get a finesse parachute put it put a the red one on you do a 35 push and what that might take 17 to 20 seconds and if you take a 53 say for example to the you take out the time to the 15 because you're not really swimming there it's more underwater you might do like one or two strokes so going from the 15 to the 50 you might have what 20 21 22 seconds of swimming if you're that mid 20 range or a little bit longer if you're up in the higher 20s but 35 with a red parachute is pretty much the exact same amount of time you're doing a 50 free fall, but mm. you're doing it with larger resistance. You're, you're teaching your body to exert more force per stroke. You're teaching your body to, to unleash or like, yeah, unleash as much energy per second as you can relative to body weight swimming. Um, and, and, and just follow that principle, get stronger within the stroke uh, and, and sprint as much as you can work on your technique um Yeah, that's pretty much as yeah, simply as yeah. you can put it.
2: The yeah. sales of the red fins finished parachute are going to go through the roof from after yeah. this. <laughs> this well, you can go, so, you can go
0: to, to breadhawk.com uh, and get a program that it's going to uh, work for sprinting as well. So, <laughs> uh, can, uh, and you can come and do
2: it at Clemson. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> We're figuring it out. No, look, you know, seriously, Cam. You know what I hope uh, comes from this is this is this belief of or this questioning of. How much yardage did you do? How, how far did you swim? How much yardage did you do? And I hope we can flip it around to how much swimming at specific speed did you do this week? I think I, I, that's what I hope the mindset shifts to instead of like, you know, how far did you swim? Total volume. How far did you swim at, at race specific speed this week? And if we can kind of change that narrative to, to make, it, make swimming more like that, mm. I think that, that would be something that I would love to accomplish. What, what do you hope to get out of this, you think?
1: I think, obviously, i want to swim fast. Um, that goes without saying. But I think, like, the position I was in between 2016 and and, and late last year, um, with knowing what I know now, that was totally avoidable. And I really, it'd just be nice to understand what's going on, put it out into the world. And a lot of other swimmers who are in the same situation that I was in, um, they have an opportunity to go down a different path and maybe improve that relationship they have with the sport. Um, and to, yeah, just improve people's um, journey through swimming, particularly as they get into that older, the older Mm. stage of their career. Um, Mm. when the tradition, the traditional approach, it's not quite working, how it used to, you kind of need something different. And, and yeah, I, I just hope that, uh, in the future, it goes a long way to helping people just get more, of the sport for longevity maybe maybe have a better ability to reach their potential this within the sprinting world of course um Mm -hmm. and also just to to be like a a a little a little pocket of 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 movement that kind of pushes the sport forward that one step so that you can kind of yeah continue that momentum of of what is a long history of of world swimming Uh, like i wouldn't be where Mm -hmm. i am without the, the pockets of guys around the world over the, over the, the last decade doing what they've been doing and, and and how that's been really different with, with what Ben's been doing over in Gloria and, and whatnot and, and James Gibson with Flo and Ben and you and Bruno. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be here if, if that example wasn't there in the past. And it's like, like Newton, Newton's quote, it's like I, I was able to see further by standing on the shoulders of giants. And that's kind of, how I've I've been doing this in a sense like I wouldn't be able to do this without you guys so
0: yeah yeah I appreciate that mate well look, look it was it's great for me to see um, the the competitive racing at Worlds was just out of this world it was it was a great meet overall yes. but, but I saw some dominating swims and they came from older athletes they came from you in the 50 free they came from Ruda in the 50 breast they came from Sarah Sostrom in the 50 fly 50 free I mean just older athletes, not winning events, dominating events, and taking this new perspective of being in control of your program more, having more say, um, you know, and and just uh, the different approach that I'm sure all of you, in a similar sense, are taking to swimming at speed, at swimming swimming fast, and then dominating the world. It was really refreshing to see. Um, so listen, man, we're again, yeah. we're just we're just huge fans, and we want. We want nothing but um, continued success for you. So, um, you know, good luck over the next preparation. Hopefully we can, we can check in again, maybe after Paris and have another conversation and and get a bit more detail again, you know? Let's do it in person, mate. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for sharing your
2: insight, mate. And uh, good luck with the preparation.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries, mate. All right, hang on. We'll catch up in a sec. VASA has been the go-to training tool outside of the pool for over 30 years. Vasa's products are ideal for developing power and proper technique in your swimmer's catch. Add a few Vasa trainers to your pool deck and it's like adding an extra lane to your swimming pool. Go to VasaTrainer.com, use code BREAD at checkout and get 10% off anything from Vasa.